0: Hello and welcome to What? It is the comedy, edutainment, competition, knowledge, podcast, it's all of those things. My name is Ellie Main and I'm a content creator and... Filmmaker and editor I'm sorry I'm only laughing Because my co-host Chelsea Harfouche Is currently Licking out a pot of salsa
1: Licked a ranch The fact that you Maintained (laughs) eye contact The whole time You were doing it Was what upset me the most
0: Joining me as always Is
2: Chelsea Harfouche I'm not ashamed Only God can judge me
0: So I'm going to give you A bit of a lay of the land Three people present A chosen topic That we've researched hard That we've gone down The rabbit hole That we've got excited about And we compete To make it the most Interesting, the most amusing. The <laughs> most Chelsea's
1: salsa licking good time on the internet. Sure.
0: The most salsa licking good old podcast of all time. Let me introduce our third voice uh, onto the podcast today. We have the writer and director, and my very good friend, and also Chelsea's friend. We talked about thank this you. before, uh, Drew and Welcome, Drew.
1: Hi. Thank
0: oh. you for joining us. Thanks
1: for having me. Thank, thank you so for excited being be there here. while
0: Chelsea licked out licked out a sauce pot with full eye contact. I had to, I had to
1: maintain eye contact because I. I think if I broke eye contact, I would be cursed forever.
0: That's exactly how that works.
1: The shallow, muddy grave.
0: comments. They only make me stronger. Yeah. So we each have a topic that we've deep dive, researched that really fires us up, that makes us excited, and it's our job to make other people excited about the thing that we are excited about. But to kick that off, we're going to start with a little game. We're each going to name our topic to each other and guess what the other person's topic is. Oh my God, I love to speculate. She loves to speculate. We love to play a little game just to get things started, just to have a little playful fun before we get into the deep, competitive meat of this podcast.
1: All right.
2: Yeah. Call me call me an old white man in Oklahoma in like 1834 because I love to speculate. <laughs> That's
1: what that was. I was right? everything on that list except for 1834. <laughs> you I just were like, oh have, you know, no. <laughs> old white man in Oklahoma. And then you gave me the year, and I was like, great, she's not talking Oof, about me. Oof, it's thank not mom. me.
0: Go first because it's my podcast. Oh my god, she's going first. What? Yep. Uh, my topic is called eating light.
1: Is this about light? The people who believe that they can gain energy from the sun.
0: Oh, I wish no. Oh, the people who think they can like photosynthesize. Yeah,
1: and they don't have to eat. <laughs>
0: No, yeah. <laughs> sun gets st- is sun It's really not. Is it's it really, really not. not, not. It no, cool. it's not about that.
1: Like when you watch the sunset and you're like, mm. Mm,
0: delicious. <laughs> is
2: it about the small but rabid fan base of the cooking magazine Cooking Light?
0: <laughs> Wait, light?
1: how is light? Can you can you give me a hand? How is light spelled?
0: Like light, L I G H T. Eating light. Yeah.
1: Is it just about like weight loss? No, that
0: would be. <laughs> wait just yep. So that would be the same I have mild dyslexia so I was like that would be L-I-T-E it would not they
2: spell for, like, L-I-T-E.
1: but in American in American English there is no L-I-T-E
0: right
2: no it's just like a little fun like it's a advertising it's thing. just a little bit of fun <laughs> it's just a little bit of fun just with
1: words less words it's the word light but looks skinnier <laughs> well same it's way with, less like, with
2: night like N-I-T-E like ooh night 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 <laughs> is that a thing
1: but I, I knew as soon as you said it so, i was with
2: you. I'm gonna be in a raw and vulnerable space, not about the sauce. Thing, oh my god! No regrets, thank you. But about I was thinking of Nick at night and I huh? panicked and I said night night night. Is that you? It's just a way of you saying naked night? No, no Nick no, at night. You oh, absolute
1: Nick, monster. Well, you are, you may not have been around for this, but oh, uh, she didn't
2: know about Nick at night. Right. So, yeah. Well, that is hot. Uh and we you did successfully distract us from eating light, which neither of us knows what that's.
0: Nope, going to be. not at all. Moving on, who's next? My title is The Nerd Boys Were Right.
1: Oh god.
0: Ooh, the Nerd Boys are right. Is this uh, about like a uh, like a Mr. Robot kind of group of people who figured something out and try to tell everyone about it and then they were like, No, we're old and rich.
1: Is this about a Star Wars?
0: <laughs> it's not about a single Star Wars. Is this
1: about a Marvel Captain Marvel?
0: No. Hello, my name's
2: Marvel Captain Marvel. <laughs> my name's
1: Marvel, do, like James like, Bond. James Bond. Hey, my name's Marvel Captain Marvel.
2: I do like this game wherein uh, you guys guess like sort of nerd properties nerd because I realized that right. mine was pretty vague. It's oh. About a calculators. Also, about like calculators. I don't know. No.
1: The nerd boys being right makes me sad. Oh. Like whatever, well, whatever world it's we're sad living in. When
0: you hear it.
1: The nerd boys were... Right.
0: Is it about a, a, a guy who got... A nerd who got really drunk off of Mezcal and wrote a comic about uh, something happening and then happened in real life like 9-11? No. Is it
1: about... Uh, is it about uh, like somebody did the calculations and math and they like roughed in the amount of plastic in the ocean and how many sea turtles actually have straws in their nose and then they... Tested it in a real simulation, and they found out that that's how many sea turtles like in front of their nose. Are you
2: okay?
1: Does it have Does it have something to do about like the fact that cosplay makes you happier?
2: Ooh, you're getting closer. Ooh. You're closer than anybody Ooh. else has gotten. It,
1: is it? Is it? Uh, if you play Magic the Gathering and fart audibly in public, then everyone will love you.
0: <gasps> is this is spell? Uh, like
1: no, I'm just saying. Like I assumed, like
0: it's a real spell. That
1: if I was a nerd boy, that's what I would do. No, damn it, Drew. Nine. What is yours? Is Close Encounters of the Seventh Kind? Question mark. There's Ooh. a question mark at the end. Oh
2: my god, I know what this. Okay, I know this one. Do you? So when I went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is like it's like the Vegas of the South, uh, I went to a place that was like this is a 7D theater. And you Need to pay forty five dollars <laughs> to watch this twelve minute 45 video. forty five dollars forty five dollars watch this twelve minute video. And they were like, but it's gonna be in 7D, and no one would explain what seven dimensions were. Is that what it is?
1: No.
0: Fuck. What would seven dimensions be? I don't know. They never told me, Ellie. So, because four-dimension cinema is when they also make your seat fuck up and but, blow but air but in your face. that's
1: also not it. So, like, let's... Uh, so, mine is just... So, I will give you a hint. Mine is just dispelling things that aren't things. So I'm just like, spelling things? Dispelling. <laughs> the fourth dimension is time, uh, technically. That's uh-huh. true. But all dimensions are are directions you can move. So, there's no... Like, uh, like the first dimension is a point. Things. The second dimension is a line. The third dimension is, like, here and out, like out and left to right. All
0: right, what uh, are you like the queen of chess? I hate that. Why? I don't know. That's it's, made my brain soup. Because
1: you, because you run out of dimensions really fast.
0: So you tell me the fourth dimension is not touch. <laughs> what? look it was never touched. it was, never touched. It was you, in the are cinema getting,
1: are you getting? yeah no. when
0: I went to see Honey oh, yeah. I Shrunk the Kiss oh, yeah, no. at the oh, Disney Experience
1: Disney? oh I, I remember that with the it rats the running pitches. on your ankles yes oh, oh. technically every movie's d because it has a beginning and an end and you move through time okay
2: kill you
0: I mean I don't know I'm feeling really self conscious about mine because no. I feel like it doesn't really make it I like Josen Actually I think it conjured the best improv so I'm gonna give you three points for that okay I'm gonna kick us off okay All right, everybody. Oh, my God. We're traveling to a place. It may behoove you to close your eyes. All right, here I go. I'm closing them. They're closed. We are at a nondescript beige business park in New Jersey. No. I know. Why are my eyes closed? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so so (laughs) upset. Open your eyes. Look around. Because uh, it's a business park. You never know what could happen. It looks like any other good old American workplace. You see that there's a bottling warehouse on the side. And then the doors swing open. And inside, it is though a thousand pixies have taken over a derelict factory. Every surface sparkles. And yes, this is a real place on earth.
1: And we're in New Jersey?
0: We're in New Jersey, I know. It's the home of what I bring to you today, my fellow knowledge adventurers. In homes and malls and schools and synagogues and banks and hospitals and fire stations and hardware stores and breweries and car dealerships and every kind of office and outside of those places too, it shines. Today we're going to be talking about trade secrets, vapors, aluminium ingots, CIA levels of obfuscation, the invisible regions of the visible spectrum, and a unit of measurement expressed as six to ten m. And also New Jersey. Today I'm talking about aluminium metallized polyethylene terephthalate, otherwise known. As glitter. Get the
1: fuck out of here. Oh
0: my god. I'm talking about glitter. Is this your
1: glitter bullshit? Yes. You talk about this like in real life.
0: I do. This is actually the inspiration behind this whole podcast is because Isn't one you're day glitter You're
1: playing glitter today? One day
0: I went on a that deep, glitter card. deep dive of glitter about how it was made and about what it is. And I was like, the people have to know. And I brought it to the Rooster Teeth Podcast and no one gave a shit. And so I decided To create an entire podcast so that I could tell you guys about glitter. Okay. Are you ready? I guess.
2: I mean it's like aluminum but small, right?
0: No. No. Oh my god. She
1: sent me the article. It's from the Times.
0: (laughs) Glitter is first mentioned in sort of the modern day in December nineteen forty two. The New York City residents were advised that pictures of evergreen boughs placed in their windows for the winter holidays would offer additional scintillation if sprinkled with dime store glitter or mica. The pictures were used to replace Christmas candles, which the wartime army had banned after sunset, along with neon signs in Times Square and the light from the Statue of Liberty's torch after determining that the nighttime glow threw offshore allied vessels into silhouette, transforming them into floating U-boat targets. Bruh. And the two biggest and really the only places that produce glitter in the world are both in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, how, good.
1: How Ideal. close? You may not know this answer. How close are they together?
0: I don't know how big New Jersey is. It's not. Not particularly so probably, so large. So probably quite close. Um, so all glitter is, is clear polyester film metallized with aluminum. These layers of aluminum evaporated onto polyester. An average piece of glitter has 233 of these layers. And each one of those layers is half a wavelength of light.
1: Like the the, the, have the size?
0: Light waves in lengths between 400 and 700 nanometers. A nanometer, just to give you kind of an idea, uh, the width of a human hair is about the size of 80,000 nanometers. Each layer that makes up glitter is about 230 nanometers.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to know. Uh Uh-huh. They they have to cut it down, right? So at one point, it's one big glitter. It's one...
0: (laughs) Big fat glitter, this is like one like nine foot by ten. This is foot... one
1: chunk yeah, of glitter. Did you just call it a glit? it really, is like, uh, yeah, we like gotta... one
0: big old glit.
1: Yeah, I gotta cut down. Hey guys, we gotta go to the workshop and cut down that glitter.
2: This, yeah, this is all wild to me because I really just thought glitter
0: was like you get shiny paper and you cut it. It's shiny, no, no, cut it small. no it's no, like no. maybe
1: the worst thing in the environment.
0: Yes, oh, we'll get to that. So, obviously, there are, like, you know, shiny things that we see every day, like a credit card or a helmet, a sports helmet, or, like, a jet ski paint job or a car paint job. It's pretty obvious that those contain glitter. Sure. But, sometimes, here's some fun uses of glitter, researchers and zookeepers mix glitter with animal feed to track animals. So, they'll put, so when the glitter, like, so they poop out glittery poop, and they can be like... This fabulous polar bear was here. (laughs) But it doesn't like cut them up. But again... No, because it's tiny, teeny tiny.
1: But again, the car glitter and the tiger shit glitter. (laughs) Same company in Jersey. Same
0: place in Jersey. Yeah, or or
1: the other place in Jersey. Mm -hmm.
0: But this is really cool because glitter... And also not cool because of the environment... Glitter is so difficult to completely remove from an area, and it can be, and individual varieties can be distinguished under a microscope, so it's very useful crime scene evidence. So they can track glitter to Either one of those two companies in New Jersey, they can find out the exact type of glitter it is. And that really helps in tracking down crimes, crims, and criminals. So what you're
2: saying is I should always carry like a pocket full of glitter so that if anybody tries to murder me, <laughs> like, like a the last and grit. Grit. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody tries
0: like, to like attack me, I like just like <laughs> throw glitter Dale, at them. It's like, like
1: Dale Gribble's pocket set. Yeah, sandwich.
0: I'm like, checkmate, bitch. Yeah. But here's the part that really blew my mind. And for this, I am going to actually read from the New York Times article that I found this out because it's so well done. So, our girl, who's walking around this, like, beautiful Oompa Loompa factory of glitter. Me? Yes. Let's say it's Chelsea. Mrs. Dyer is giving her a tour of the glitter place. Yes. I asked Mrs. Dyer if she could tell me which industry served as Glitterex's biggest market. Her answer was instant. No, I absolutely know that I can't. I was taken aback. But you know what it is? Oh, God, yes, she said, and laughed. And you would never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. I asked if she could tell me why she couldn't tell me. And she said, because they don't want anyone to know that it's glitter. If I looked at it, I wouldn't know it was glitter. I said, no, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd see something, but it's, yeah, no, I can't. I asked if she would tell me off the record. She would not. I asked if she would tell me off the record after this piece was published. She would not. I told her I couldn't die without knowing. She guided me to the automotive grade pigments. Fuck, okay, well so, now that's on my head too. So this is how we get into like the trade secret CIA bullshit of like who is the biggest purchaser big of glitter? glitter? Who's big glitter? My yet. thought was toothpaste because that just shiny, who's, right?
1: Who's yeah. buying sheets of glitter? And
0: that's where I got eating light from because I suppose oh. that you're putting glitter in well, your mouth all the damn day. Because I read
1: a headline because that's what uh, we do on Reddit uh, mm-hmm. you, where you read a headline where you don't read the thing. But we have, like, humans have a certain percentage of their makeup as microplastic right now. Yes. So, like, you are, like, a percentage of you is mainly water, but then there's a little percent that's also micro, you're just a little microplastic.
0: Yeah, which feeds into my last point here to finish off, that all the modern plastic glitter that has ever been created is still right here with us, which is 10 million pounds every decade.
1: Oh. Holy sh! since the 40s? Yeah.
0: That's not great. Almost a
1: billion pounds of just glitter.
0: Yeah. According to Dr. Victoria Miller, a materials science and engineering professor at North Carolina State University, the plastic film from which most glitter is made takes about a thousand years to completely biodegrade on earth.
1: Why do we like glitter? Oh, I do know this. Oh, you do. Oh, Jesus.
0: That's the most
2: interesting thing that I've been wanting to say. Why why is there a
0: billion? To see it all the time. Every single source that I looked up says is that all it is is this instinctual kick to find fresh water. What? Oh, it's the human need to find and identify from even a very long way off the sparkle of fresh
1: water. Oh, because water sparkles.
0: Yeah. So we see something sparkly and we're like, "Oh, I need it."
1: to survive <laughs> all this shit comes back to like bad monkey brain fuck yep. up world
0: yeah yeah bad monkey brain be like mm, no delicious meat. like but you don't eat it be like but it looks so but good
1: I like it, <laughs> it nice hey pretty water person yeah i
2: was so freaked out by what you said about how like there's the number one purchaser of glitter and no one will say who it is <sighs> i know uh and I could, so I was just like, "Who's the number one purchaser of glitter?" to see if like the internet had a theory, and um, it didn't. So nobody's figured it out. But it says that that woman, that same woman who was like, "Oh my god, I couldn't possibly sign," <laughs> she she did admit the number one color by far, silver is silver. So I wonder if that's a clue. That's gonna be toothpaste, right? But, roads
0: but, but, but why would you care well, you wouldn't care you know, about roads that's true reflective. you wouldn't care
1: it's nighttime reflection. that's
0: why I think it's got to be something that goes inside your body because otherwise you're not going to give a shit really
1: watch it be like eye drops where it's just like something that's like fucked up. Like Watch should
0: like. be like food? Like it's like conagra or something,
2: and it makes oh. the food more tasty. Like it's like it's like such a meat. small amount of yeah, it, such it, a it, small amount of glitter that like you don't even realize that you're seeing something meat. glittery. Meat is, is it meat? Is it putting meat? But
1: it's meat.
0: Oh, it's, I hope it's meat because it's all only bet, you guys. I bet like.
1: they're putting silver glitter. in It's got to be meat. something
0: that you ingest. It's got to be something they like would would genuinely freak you out not just be like a oh I don't know if I would do that but like a ew holy god no I'm not going anywhere near that someone someone I was talking to about this recently was like oh makeup and I was like yeah we know makeup shiny we wouldn't give a shit if it's glitter in makeup yeah we'll grind that into our face all day long the only thing that makes sense to me is toothpaste Um, what did you guys think was my topic that was
2: that was strong I thought it was brave uh, that scared me a little bit. And i about getting glitter in my eye and how much that would hurt. So that's minus one point. Oh, But no. overall, minus- like presentation,
0: plus 10. Like <gasps> incredible. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're welcome. I'll start
1: with the baseline at 10 because it was a fun, I was ready for, I knew, like as soon as you started, I was like, here it comes. I know what's up. It's going to be great. It was well written and expressed. Thank you. Uh, plus 10 from the start. Minus two for not knowing what, what the number one.
0: No one knows. Just saying. Like, what? You okay. Come, you come, wanted to, I, you know,
1: but it. I will say, plus back to oh. Oh. because uh, I I audibly caught myself saying what <gasps> out loud, which is the name of the show. Yes. The name of the show. So okay. At one point, I just like autonomously went what, oh. and then was like, oh, it's that puts me at nineteen.
0: Two.
2: Yeah, yeah. So nostalgic for back in third grade when we all learned about like the classic math of like. Plus, minus, Ugh. you know, but multiply, then divide, again. and back, and back plus. Oh, we back know, plus. Back, yeah, well, <laughs> what plus. the fuck is back plus? You're the one that just said that I'm making a rip off of what you
1: oh, said. I'm a
2: back plus. <laughs>
1: wait real quick number one memory from third grade ready go
0: Which? how old is that
1: uh,
2: third grade would be like eight uh, my number one memory from third grade is when I was running through the cafeteria which I shouldn't have been doing and my teacher caught me and shot me on the shoulder and I turned too fast and I my open like kid mouth accidentally grazed her <laughs> boob and I thought I was going to die and I was like I only got eight years like, this is the end of my life and I'm going to die but I didn't <laughs> oh my god my open no, kid mouth
1: no further questions your honor
2: uh, actually that's my topic as well but it really only took that part of the thing my
1: open kid mouth
0: Great grace to poop. oh god I love that you just had that like was, you just it was well, ready to I, go it really is the one thing I
2: remember from third grade
0: hang on third grade UK.
2: It would be like two years before Harry Potter starts, if that helps you.
1: All right, so mine is there was this kid that nobody liked. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't No, we can cut it out of the podcast. His name's. (laughs) And nobody liked him, and he always got in trouble, and everybody yelled at him. And then it was before ADD was a thing. And so one day, the the teacher, I'm 31, the teacher felt bad for. (laughs) And so we won some award where we got a cookie cake, and she was like, come up here and take a photo with me with this cookie cake and came up to the front of the class and they lifted the cookie cake to show the photograph and it was like already after gotten like beat up on the playground or something and the cookie cake immediately slid off and hit the floor and just sitting in the audience watching the face fall from like being the highest of highs getting selected to hold the cookie cake to being the (laughs) asshole kid who dropped the cookie cake on the floor and the scream that he let out is the third grade rumor that I have just the whelp of pain oh please 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 bleep his name for this podcast because I don't I don't want to find out but, like, um, burned into my memory.
0: So, for me, third grade is year four. Uh, the only thing that comes to mind is that there was, <laughs> I had this fountain pen, and I really... Of course you did! Oh
2: We're telling true stories of, like, childhood trauma, and you're like, oh my god, my face
0: my, fountain pen! My no,
1: quill ran no, out of no, ink.
0: This is the British version of what you guys both just said. So, I had this fountain pen, and I kept trying to, like, like a little flute, blow on the lid, and make it make a roll, like, it make it make a sound, like a, on the, like you would mm-hmm. on the on like a beer bottle, right? Okay. And so I would just be doing this like, <laughs> like trying to make it work. And then one day, one moment, just the most piercing, screeching, <laughs> upsetting noise that seemed impossibly loud, like an owl just flew through the window to terrorize the classroom, erupted from the end of this lid. And my teacher goes, Eleanor, I'm confiscating your fountain pen. No. And I was never allowed a fountain pen again. That was the most
1: English version of third grade ever. Eleanor. Eleanor, I'm because confiscating I, your fountain pen. I
0: disrupted numeracy with my loud pen lift. <laughs> <laughs> so, same. Pretty much same. Uh, just, it's just pretty much same, I would, I, I would just
1: like to say, like, all three of these stories track to us as adults. <laughs> yeah, really just, do. like, open mouth grazing a titty. And then, like... <laughs> Watching somebody else suffer and then just like something very English.
2: <laughs> Watching somebody else suffer and having it seared into your just, brain. Let
0: I go. Oh, mm-hmm. y'all. Yes. Let me go. Yeah, I'm Not gonna let light.
2: me go. Okay. Hey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Nicholas Cage. Okay. Oh, I was hoping for
1: Nicholas Sparks. <laughs>
2: Nicholas Cage, who is, and this will be another What Topic Down the Road, I believe, the greatest actor of our generation. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Possibly of all time. Uh, the bravery. The range. Yeah. The selflessness. But one of his greatest performances, we can all agree iconic, right? National treasure. Sure. Yeah. Well, Excellent. Nicolas Cage
1: is national treasure.
2: Yeah. yeah. He is my. Thank you. And I'll show you my pillow I have later. I, but believe,
1: I don't need to see it. I believe you it. will
0: discuss sequence. You'll see it. So national
2: treasure. Great. National treasure though is but one of many movies in a long lineage. <laughs> Drew's already just like has his head down. Just oh like, no, no oh
0: God. He gave He's the old just, nose pinch of like. I'm,
1: I'm, no no. It was just I'm battling the cap. That's all. Sure. It is.
0: Oh no. Okay. Well, I'll it's try. I'll try. try to give Should it I, a... I febreze you? No, you're
1: fine. Yeah, please. Just right in my mouth.
2: Try my open mouth, please. (laughs) National Treasure is one in a long line of these types of films that are like these treasure hunting films, right? That is the thing that the nerd boys cling to. Uh, Indiana Jones, right? Or more recently, Ready Player One, which Mm. is just a modern day treasure hunting story. Yes, but this idea of like an eccentric billionaire setting up like a fanciful game, For you to finally put all the clues together and be, like, the smartest, bravest boy. (laughs) And you get the treasure, right? And it's this cool thing, but it feels totally, like, steeped in fantasy. Like, it feels not real. Right. Right. So, Forrest Fenn is an eccentric millionaire living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ellie, this is a real person. This is all a real thing. Nope. Oh, yeah. It sounds like so, a video game boy. No. I like He even has a fucking name that alliterates. like a My name character. is Forrest Fenn. <laughs> so Forrest Fenn...
1: He's ancient. ...is
2: like an octogenarian boy. millionaire living in Santa Fe. He's like a Vietnam vet, war... Not hero? I think he does have some medals, but war whatever. boy? War boy. <laughs> he's sure a war boy. But because then afterwards, the reason I hesitate to say hero, although like I, said, I do think he's medals is that uh, he made his fortune first. He would take struggling artists' sculptures, like buy them for really cheap while they had no name, and then he would just cast their sculptures in bronze and then sell those to like rich people in Santa Fe. Oh. And then people would be like, oh, this is cool and interesting. And then the artist would be like, that's, hey, that's mine. And he's like, no, I bought it.
0: Well, honestly, because it's made of bronze. Yeah, I bought it
2: and i made in bronze. <laughs> so. Guess what? Now nah, it's bronze. So here's the fun part. So he wouldn't just sell those. He would take them, and then this is back in like, the 70s and 80s when this wasn't as regulated. He would take these bronze castings and trade them for Native American artifacts, Ooh. which you're sure not supposed to do. And he was investigated by the FBI for doing that. And then he'd go and sell those
0: artifacts. Did you just man. give it a good old fashioned white man shrug? I yeah, yeah.
1: love that you know, because I only know the white boy positive version of this story. And oh. the fact that you know the not white boy negative version of the story is delightful. Yeah, I love learning yeah. so much right now. Thank <laughs> you.
2: You're welcome. So then he became like known as the sort of eccentric millionaire in Santa Fe. Ellie, if you're not familiar with Santa Fe true. although you might because you came to the United States by way of Houston Santa Fe is like a hamlet for wealthy people from the south it's like mm. all like really expensive vacation it's homes what, and there's a lot of art
1: it's what Marfa was before Marfa was a thing
2: yeah and, but now it's like uh, bigger so yeah. like if you're from like Texas or even like Southern California then you then you vacation in Santa Fe and you go look at all the art galleries which is in New Mexico. New Mexico New Mexico yep you got there
0: home of meows so
2: that's why there's all the that's Aha. why all the American stuff there too um so so yeah so he was not great but he became this eccentric millionaire art gallery guy and everyone's like we love him he's great yeah Robert Redford like all these celebrities would go and like look at his because like in addition to all the art he had he had um weird stuff like he had a uh, mummified falcon that had been in King Tut's tomb what he just like traded to an accursed falcon yeah he had an accursed
1: falcon you just falcon.
2: And probably oh. it was that Falcon that gave him the greatest curse of all, because in like 1988, he was diagnosed with terminal kidney cancer and given only like a few months to live. So that's when he decided, much like in all these fucking movies, much like in like Ready Player One, all that stuff, that he was like, "I'm going to bury a treasure in the oh. mountains." And his original plan was that he was going to go to the mountains, bury the treasure, and then die next to it, like that. Like that is his like self-proclaimed plan. Um, but, and this is also my favorite part, like, this is one that I'm going to read verbatim from my research, because I think it says a lot about who he is. Uh, Fenn purchased a 12th century Romanesque 10 by 10 inch lockbox and secretly filled it with valuable artifacts, including a copy of his autobiography. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, which like just goes ahead and like shows like
1: I'm sorry, nobody's told me the autobiography. I just know there's a little box full of treasure somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's full of like I wasn't aware that he was also just like navel gazing the whole. time.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's full of like gold, diamonds, and also his book. What? Which at that time was like again. Yeah, which at that time was unpublished. So then the fun thing is much like so many other very rich pieces of shit. He just didn't die. He is still
1: alive. He's still alive.
2: No, twenty five years ago. No. Yeah. He was like, oh, wait, I can
0: just get that shit cut straight out of me. Yep.
2: Yeah. So then he was like, well, shit. So then it became like fans' Treasure Hunt. So then, even better, he published another book of short stories about his life. And in that, he included a poem, which he then told people that the poem contains the clues. Do you have the poem? Oh, I do have the poem. Are you going to read the poem? Some of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a little bit long, but it's bad. It's like elementary school Poetry. Like, it doesn't even always rhyme. Like, okay. Oh, no. Here's how it starts. As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where, and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. Yeah, and it just goes on and on like that, as like, all these clues... And then this is the, these are the last stanzas I'll say. So hear me all and listen good. I'm serious with this shit. Uh huh. Like if you wrote this as a screenplay, somebody would be like, no, this is fucking stupid, and you would not get made. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold if you are brave and in the wood. I give to you the gold. <gasps> yeah. So there's like a huge box of like millions of dollars of treasures buried somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. How do you know that? How did you get that far? Because that's, so people have started to put together, like, there's, I'm telling you, like, before there was the internet, there was groups, now there are forums, there's a huge active subreddit for this, of just people trying to figure out where Fenn's treasure is. But here's where it starts to get really dark. Several people have died trying to find Fenn's treasure. Because they're just, like, out in the mountains. As of 2019, four people that (gasps) we know of have died looking for Fenn's treasure.
1: And he won't give it up.
2: And he won't give it up. And so... The authorities in New Mexico were like, hey, stop. <laughs> yeah, you need to put an end to this. Like, this has gone far enough. You're obviously not dying of cancer. So, like, this isn't your legacy. Like, you need to stop. And his response was, uh, no. Oh, but I am but a rich riddler. Yeah. Make my promise three. Yeah. So then, uh, his response was, uh, he hopes the hunt will encourage families to spend time together outside. That was his <laughs> <official> statement. <laughs> How... how <laughs>
1: much of a butthole you gotta be... To be
2: oh, like, yeah.
1: To be like, nah. nah. F- how many people died? That's not really my fault, right? That's not my fault.
2: No, I just want people to go outside. I just want people to go outside. But, no, but and all the time, say, no one's been able to find it. I will it. also
1: say, everybody always says, like, 10 by 10 box, and everybody always imagines giant treasure box. I've seen this little fucker. It's like... It's a very small... 10 by 10 is not that big. It's very small.
0: 10 inches. 10 by 10. 10 inches by 10 inches. But it's it's full of diamonds.
1: And and gold. But gold isn't that... It's heavy, but it's not like... You're not... It's a brick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to want diamonds over
1: gold.
2: So the widow of one of the men who died looking for this treasure says that she believes it's a hoax and that
1: could you imagine how big of a piece of shit you'd have to be to have this the whole thing be a hoax yeah well, but also, but don't you think
2: I wasn't a even like sick. A sun- but don't you think there's a little bit of a sunk cost fallacy there where like if four people have died are you really gonna fess up at this point and be like guys I thought it was cool or are you just gonna be like I'll just die and no one will ever find it and they'll think I was so smart
0: I mean oh. surely they're gonna be able to get to the point where they could just like scan the Rockies with some kind of big and just scanner that's cheating
1: big Ellie. gold scanner
0: but then they'll find Nobody that it's not the there they just need the smartest bravest boy We just need the smartest bravest old nerds to go risk yeah. their lives so anyway <laughs> so, mystery. so all that's to say is like should we let's go let's go right now oh my God, let's um, go Chelsea I liked it a lot you know from <laughs> our past shows the three of us the past show that we made together that I'm a bit of a sucker for the old adventuring that you, oh. that you love a treasure
1: who doesn't love a good treasure hunt ugh in the beautiful stuff.
0: I'm going to give you 10 points for your story. I'm going to minus two that we don't know where that treasure is. Shit, I didn't find it. That's true. Yeah. Because I feel like that was also, that was thrust upon me of not knowing who buys a glitter. So you give as good as you get.
1: Uh, I'm also going to do an eight. Ooh. I'm going to do a 10 for performance and variety. And then I'm going to do minus two because uh, it's 0.5 points for every person who's died.
2: Oh. That's a sweet sweet tribute. I love
1: that. Pour one out for my homies. (laughs) A half of an imaginary pig. Close encounters. Of the
2: seventh kind. Of the
1: seventh kind. So, everybody knows about aliens, but do we know about the guy who invented aliens? Um, Wait. So, (laughs) here's the deal. What? Huh? So, I'm going to talk to you about J. Allen Hynek. You guys know who this is? No,
2: I have heard that name before. So he
1: is one of the most most premier ufologists. Is that a thing? UFO people, like the people who study UFOs, ever to exist. Okay. So my the point of my exercise today is to kind of cut the bullshit because you there's only there's only ever two camps of people who enjoy alien stories. Right. People who don't give a shit and are like, no aliens don't exist. I'm going to tell you how you're wrong. And then the crackpot, like, meme aliens guy with sure. the big hands who are just like, aliens are a thing. Well, how did the pyramids Let's... get here? Right. So, there's a, it's a very, like, dichotomous situation. And it gets really gray really fast.
0: But
2: what if like, you're one of those really intelligent people who's just like, well, like, space is really big and there's got to be something.
1: Right. So, this, that's where I'm coming from. So, okay. my personal belief is space is really big. There's probably something out there. And what is all this bullshit about? So, off the top of the dome, do you know what a close encounter of the third kind is?
2: A movie. Oh fuck! Okay, I didn't
1: know movie.
2: this. Well, no, because it's like one is like talking, and two is like moving, and three is like when they come and invade or whatever, something, like, something like that. Sure,
1: you're fishing in the deepest of waters. So yes. you're, you're close enough. The closest encounter is like the third kind. J. Allen Hynek invented the system of kinds. Okay. So first they of all, during World War II, he yeah, helped wait, wait, wait. he helped develop the proximity fuse at Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab. And I know you guys know what the proximity fuse is, of course.
0: Uh, it's uh, it's so close.
1: So it's when, so during wartime, back in the uh, 40s during World War II, you uh, had two kinds of bombs. You had one that went off at a certain altitude, so yep. it hit like 100 feet and be like, I got to explode now. Yeah. And then you'd have uh, timers. And that was it. So it was like either like, I fall down and blow up, or I the, the little what egg timer the, blows up. What
0: about the bouncing bomb?
1: That me? was probably a timer.
0: From the dam busters. Yeah.
1: So that was a boing, boing, boing. And then the ding and then blow up. The proximity bomb was I get close to a boy and then I blow that boy up. Like, okay. I feel it. Oh, I've oh.
0: had that in a video game before. I yeah. can feel
1: it and I blow up.
0: It's when the beeps get closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Beep, beep, beep. No timer, no distance. Beep, beep, it's just like, beep. I'm close to a thing. The panic a, bomb. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so he helped develop that. So smart boy. Yeah. The Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab designs everything now from spaceships to prosthetics, so they are wow. still still in existence, still just blowing up the universe. A variety lab, of, yeah, real neat shit. So, do you all know what Project Blue Book is? Of course you do.
0: No. is that when you can sell your car for a specific price so online? Is that, do, is that when you do a test in college?
1: No, that's just a blue book. But uh, <laughs> so we'll go backwards and then we'll go forward. So there was Project Sign, uh-huh. which is the great grandfather, so the grandfather of Project Blue Book, and there was Project Grudge. Which was the daddy of Project Blue Book, and there was Project Ooh. Blue Book. You're right. And then there was Project Blue, These Blue Book. These all
0: sound like uh, like real Southern family members. This is
1: my uncle Grudge it's and, Grudge and son. his daddy. son. We we'll call this one, this one Blue Book. This one Blue Book. Don't look in his glove box. <laughs> uh, so Project Blue Book. If you're a UFO yeah. uh, you know that Project Blue Book was like the biggest government look into. It was in 1952, I believe. They looked into ufos like legitimately like an administration they spent money to quantify and like elevate what we're looking at when we see ufos in the sky okay so he was part of the grandfather version project sign and basically all that would happen was some redneck in the sticks would be like yo i saw a ufo and i thought it was gonna blow me up and then they'd they'd be like cool great bud thanks for calling the hotline thank you so much and they'd ask uh jay allen they say yo what did he see? And he would analyze because he knows the night sky real good. Because he saw he he's always the, in Mr. Space. Professor. He's always looking up, and so he'd be like, "Oh, that's an ad, like." He would basically ch- he was pre Google, so he would check what he knew in the night sky versus what
0: Wow. What
1: Cletus saw out in the field, he'd be like, "No, that's a that's just Jupiter, asteroid 223. Shut up. Like, don't worry about it. Cletus is
0: don't even ever like, bring it up.
1: Don't even bring it up again. So
0: <laughs> never speak of this. So never whole bring it up.
1: Job. Was saying like, UFOs, no thanks. Like, no, you didn't see what you saw. You saw something else. Uh Uh-huh. Until... Two things. This is a direct quote from him. Two things, really. One was the completely negative and unyielding attitude of the Air Force. They wouldn't give UFOs the chance of existing, even if they were flying up and down the street in broad daylight. Everything had to have an explanation. I began to resent that, even though I felt the same way because I still thought they weren't going about it in the right way. Secondly, the caliber of the witnesses began to trouble me. Quite a few instances were reported by military pilots, for example, and I knew them to be fairly well-trained. So this is when I first began to think that, well, maybe there was something to this. Ooh. So, yeah. So the main thing that kicked him off was this thing called the Lonnie Zamora incident where this cop in New Mexico saw a UFO come by and, like, land and do shit and then take off. And they had, like, if you, like, they sent geologists out there to the landing site and there was, like, burned glass and, like, something had been Some there stuff. in this thing happened. And the air, the air Force and the Navy were just like, nah, probably nothing. And he was like, guys, come on. Like but, come s- no, but like, for real, though. It could be an experimental It craft, says aliens like,
0: was here on the ground, yeah, guys.
2: It's, if like, it's not aliens, it might be, like, someone else. And isn't that bad?
1: He's in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, by the way. He's Leo. the, guy, like, in the film. Like, like,
2: the guy? Or, the, like,
1: a character, please. No, no. Mr... Mr. J. Allen Hynek is in the movie. He's got a pipe and a little beard at the end when the aliens come through and he's like, We did it. Thumbs up. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. So here are how he qualified close encounters. Okay. Important. Five hundred feet plus not a close encounter. Those can it's be a far encounter. Yeah. Those are called daylight discs, nocturnal lights, or radar visual reports.
0: Okay. Yeah, so get rid of
1: them. No close encounter. Within 500 feet. That's when we start having close encounters. First kind is visual sightings, where mm-hmm. you can, where you, you have a,
0: appreciable a
1: angle angular extension and considerable detail. I see it. She moves. I see what she does. Like uh-huh. what is she doing over there? She's very close.
2: Little spaceship. She's shit. gliding, mm-hmm. right?
1: Or she's zipping. She might be doing anything. She's hovering. She's, she's cigar shaped. Maybe there's some paint on her. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I love her. She, she's delightful in first encounter. Second encounter <laughs> is a physical effect of some kind. So your car EMPs out, the radio okay, goes crazy, okay. animals reacting. Here is some creepy shit about this though. Paralysis and heat are also elements of a second encounter. No, thank so they you, must
0: be. They, so they must be common enough that people have been like, "I saw a spaceship and I couldn't move." Right. I saw hot and I couldn't move at all.
1: Right. And then there is this other thing that I couldn't Ooh. find any detail on, but he mentions called post encounter poltergeists.
2: Nope. 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 I'm very afraid of aliens. Maybe I should have mentioned that earlier. I'm only... Deeply frightening.
1: My two biggest fears are aliens and lightning. And so I'm talking about aliens (laughs) and there's a thunderstorm outside right now. So I (laughs) am... Oh, they
2: gonna get you. I got... My
1: my britches are full. What do you mean by
0: poltergeist? Like... I don't
1: know. It just said like second like oh just
0: by the way just it like, was just
1: it was like a tag and I tried to like google it and google was like we don't return results sh- sh-
0: google was like what sh- sh- wait wait google no.
1: wouldn't return results google was like let me show you some poltergeist. I don't want the poltergeist. I want the alien poltergeist. and like that's not a thing he's like but it's in the wikipedia so come on help me
0: and google was like no no I won't
2: tell you about no see no, no,
1: no. big alien told me not to big alien told me not to uh the of people said don't so then the third Jeff kind,
0: Bezos said no.
1: Jeff Bezos said no Bezos. <laughs> uh, so the third kind, this is where his thing, like his classification system ends. Sure. The third kind is where you see an animated creature, humanoids, robots, or people who seem to be occupants of the craft. So you see, you see her out there and like in the seat or like hanging out or doing that's whatever. The so okay, that's the third so kind. Smoking a cigarette. Now, here's where the ufologist like took, like, cause again, he was very scientific he had a rating system of like what was credible and what was not, and then the UFO just got a hold of it,
0: and they got crazy with it. They didn't get too crazy with it. There's some subca- crazy.
1: There's some subcategories of the third the third kind that I'll hit briefly. It goes A through F, and I think I've got time to do it. Three uh, A, an entity is observed only inside a UFO. Three B, observed inside and outside, so it came in and out. Three <laughs> C, observed near a UFO but not going in or out, it's just doing like just got like just like pulled over to take a leak just like i gotta Having a whiz yeah yeah, yeah. uh d no ufos are seen by the observer but ufo activity has been reported in the area and an entity is observed so like that but the caveat to that is like i saw some dude in the woods and then cletus the next barn over reported a ufo and that counts as a 3d so
0: i'm pretty sure i've been sexing this alien Aww. is, that a, oh, is no. that a 3F7 it's
1: just like you You can text like the peach and the the eggplant but he can it's only just text, alien text face. the alien emoji <laughs> <laughs> that's it she's like are you into this or not alien, alien emoji. emoji thumbs up <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be like a really fun catfish to do is like you like match with somebody on tinder and then you see how long it takes you how many messages to convince them that you're an alien like hey do you want Oof. to encounter the seventh guy Oof. yeah or is they're like, hey, like, ooh, what are you wearing right now? And you're like, oh, like the suit of a cow I found. Like,
1: look at this; it is one meter of cow.
2: Although, again, going back to being deeply terrified of aliens, if the cow suit is skin tight for them, yeah. that means they're big. Oh, it's a big alien. It's a big alien, which I don't want. I want to smells like crush them. So, what
1: is uh? What freaks you out about? What makes you nervous about the aliens? Is okay, it-
2: there's this movie that my mom showed me and I can't remember the name of it
1: if you describe it to me I probably know it
2: it is from I want to say like the mid or late 80s and the like it's one of those like 80s type movies Fire like in the, the Sky ad- yes oh my, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh my god what god. what <laughs> Fire in the Sky is horrible
1: you alright never oh, watch it Ellie I'm gonna ruin your god. whole god. night oh uh, my god I was gonna uh uh-huh. before I oh, leave here be? before I leave here tonight we're watching the abduction no! scene from Fire in the Sky.
2: right? No! No!
1: Holy no! shit. No!
2: It is- I will not be inside of this house. So, the first, like, most of the movie is, like, just people talking. And you think, like, this is kind of boring and it's slow. And, like, I don't know why I should care. But, like, it's like, you know, the big kind of central plot is, like, this guy who keeps saying that he was abducted by aliens mm. and no one believes him. It's like, that's a crackpot thing to say. That bit and scares then just me more the very any. end of the movie is what happened to him with I can't, the aliens, I can't,
1: dude.
2: and it, it really drove home. Okay, like there's no way to this without something <laughs> stupid, that. unless you've been on the other side of it. And you know how scary it is. It drove home for me, like why we, as like humans who speak English, settle on the word alien as a catch-all for like any sort of non-human life. This movie like drove home for me for like if an alien came and interacted with you, it does not matter. If it first of all the ideas of like be, ugh, the ideas of like benevolent or malicious no don't even thing. matter. No. like it, 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 wh- whatever it did to you would be so alien to you that it would be horrible. Right, like it would be almost like it wouldn't like, be like, almost Lovecraftian. To be,
1: to be clear, the uh, like most of this movie is a cheesy '80s movie. Yeah, and then the scene at the very fucking end is one of the most horrific. So things not- committed to cinema.
0: I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm right. leaving.
1: <laughs> it's.
0: <laughs> I don't live here. I'm <laughs> moving out. I'm moving out. If, this, if that scene is shown in this house, oh, I do not live in this house. It's
1: god awful. It's bad.
0: Okay, Drew, I'm going to give... Oh, man. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a nine. All right. I was going to give you like a six
2: until you... Until I said, I saw a scary movie about aliens and you said fire in the sky and that shooketh me to my core. <laughs> and now you're like back up to like 12.
1: Ooh. You. God bless America.
0: <laughs> well, I think we've sufficiently terrified each other. Uh, we, we, what a we, spooky pirate. Happy,
1: happy Halloween, y'all.
0: Gosh, we covered the eating light, eating glitter. We covered the close encounters of a phone sex kind that Would part you? was fun
2: when we were talking about that
0: part I like yeah. that part and we covered the old strange treasure hunting lies of a hoax to Joker who is but it could be real and alive. it could be out there but be safe kids but don't try and find it or do let us we're know just like be safe um, Drew where can people find you?
1: They can find me on Twitter at Drew Saplin or Instagram at D Saplin.
0: Oh, and Chelsea, where can people find you? People
2: can find me all over the internet at, yes. at Chelsea Harfouche. Also, you and I sometimes stream a little, some uh, cool chicks, lame pics over at
0: twitch.tv slash those two girls. We do like to play lame games. Uh, you can find me at Ellie Maney on Twitter or Ellie at on Instagram and you can find this podcast at Wattpod that's W-U-T-P-O-D Wattpod on Twitter and Instagram and we're gonna be putting up some like fun little moments from this podcast from probably not that scene from the movie because Chelsea will leave forever and I do love her too much to do that to her Uh, thank you guys for listening so much please tell your friends about it come back next time Uh, I hope you guys learned a little something and uh, go have a great week
1: much love
0: thank you thank you bye